Agua. Find out who you are before placing yourself with the values or ideologies and opinions of others. And by others, I mean the left, the right, the loonies, the this, the that, the greenies. There's nothing wrong with belonging to a group. Mm -hmm. But first figure who you are out before placing yourself in that group. Does that make sense? I couldn't agree with you more. Too many people just blindly join groups. Forget about politics. Any group. It could be a great group. It could be an amazing group that does amazing work. But people just will blindly follow these things, good or bad. Sometimes it's bad. Sometimes it's good. And I agree. Knowing who you are and having a set of values, understanding you know your type of person. I, like me, I know I can be aggressive. I know I can be abrasive at times. Especially when I'm dealing with people I care about or even for that matter, people I don't know. I try to tone it down a little bit sometimes, especially if it's a heated conversation about something. I try to put myself in almost in their position to understand where they're coming from as well. I'm Rick Sanchez. This is the Rick Sanchez podcast. And I got to ask you a question. How do we get more fair? How do we, we become a little less hypocritical? All of us, because we're living in a time when we really are that way. It's It's almost as if you know, I was talking to my good friend Scotty Mednick earlier today, and he used uh, what my old professor in college, who I love, the great poet of the Midwest, McGraw. That was his name, McGraw. Boy, he was great. By the way, that's spelled McGrath. But word choice, right? What, what is what is the word that captures the sentiment that I'm trying to describe right now, which can help you and me become better people? And you know what that word is? self-aware. That's what Scotty said this morning. He said, you know what it is, Rick? He says it's self-aware. We, we've lost our sense of self-awareness these days. I'm, I'm going to give you a perfect example. This is something that happens to be in the news right now, and it happens to cut one way, but it could cut in many other directions, right? This happens to be uh, a controversy that's taking place right now where the former president of the United States came out and essentially said that he thinks we ought to remove parts of the Constitution, literally just scrap parts of the Constitution. Now, the Constitution is usually hallowed ground for people, right? The Constitution is hallowed ground for us Americans, and the more political you are, the more hallowed it becomes. And lately, it's been very hallowed for Republicans who are very constitutional, right? So it's interesting that after Trump does this, many Republicans are asked questions about it, and they seem to just be brushing it off their shoulder like it's just a little bit of lint. It's not a big deal that the former president of the United States, who they support, is saying that he wants to get rid or scrap parts of the Constitution. Now, this is not to be critical of Republicans or Democrats, because to a certain extent, Democrats do the same things in their own way because they criticize Republicans for what they did for the Iraq war. And now every Democrat I know is ready to go to war with Russia. So it's like, it all depends on what your point of view, and that's when it comes to what self-awareness is. But we can grow from this. We can get better when it comes to this. So let's just start with what's actually going on in the news right now. We'll use that as our template. We'll use that as our jumping off point, if you will. Here's what it was like when the same people who are now saying it's okay for President Trump to want to get rid of the Constitution. Here's how they reacted when the former, former president of the United States, Barack Obama, did not wear a pin of the American flag on his lapel. That's all he did. Here, take a listen to their reaction. 
American flag pin is standard accessory for just about every politician and candidate in the country these days, but not Barack Obama. Presidential contender Barack Obama won't wear an American flag lapel pin. The reporter for ABC's Cedar Rapids affiliate was the... F a no pin zone. You're taking the pin, taking the, the pin American off. flag right. off of you and saying I'm not going to wear it almost in a little bit of a, a protest, I guess. I think he's disrespecting the American flag. He's got to apologize to the people, for example, that are working in the fields. There were Marines, we're in the Army. It matters something to our troops. Why do we wear pins? Because our country was under attack. Barack put on the pin they just hate the flag did you hear that i mean a pin a pin by the way i don't wear pins i'm not a jewelry guy i don't wear rings i don't wear chains i don't wear anything in my body i don't pin crap on my suit i don't wear shirts that have brands on them Nothing. I just, I don't wear my thoughts on my sleeve or on my uh, shirts or on my pants or on my ties or anything. I did. I, that's not true. I recently wore a, a, a breast cancer awareness tie that had a little pink symbol at the bottom. And I wore it because, well, it was somewhat personal to me. But I don't wear that stuff. First of all, Suits can cost four, five, six, seven hundred dollars, sometimes thousands of dollars. You stick a pin in it, you're damaging material. Pardon me for being cheap. But that's just, you know, a pin. It's a pin. And they are lambasting him. They're killing him. They're destroying him. They're saying he's an American. A pin. A pin. Now, a lot of those very same people are being asked, in this case, I'm going to share something with you that George Stephanopoulos asked during his uh, Sunday show, where he asked a specific Republican, the former president of the United States, Donald Trump, it's not about wearing a pin here. <laughs> he literally says he wants to get rid of the Constitution. To be fair, he didn't get rid of all, he doesn't want to get rid of the entire Constitution. He wants to keep certain amendments, but he wants to get rid of many parts of the Constitution because he thinks the Constitution is preventing him from being president. And he said this. He literally freaking said this. The president of the United States says he wants to get rid of part of the Constitution. So you'd think these people who were asked or who were complaining because Donald, pardon me, because Barack Obama didn't want to wear a pin and they just destroyed the guy for that. When they're told that, let's suppose they were told Barack Obama said he wants to get rid of the Constitution. What do you think they would have done? Well, here's Stephanopoulos asking a prominent Republican about Donald Trump and his opinion that he wants to get rid of part of the Constitution. And watch how melancholy he is about Donald Trump and that idea. Can you support a candidate in 2024 who's for suspending the Constitution? Uh, I will support whoever the Republican nominee is. It's a remarkable statement. You just, you'd support a candidate who's come out for suspending the Constitution? Well, you know, he, he says a lot of things. Uh, you have to take him in context. <laughs> yeah, you just got to take it in context. He says a lot of things. So on the one hand, when the one guy who is a Democrat doesn't wear a pin, you, 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 you'd think he, sh he needs to be put in front of the firing squad with that vehement, angry, nasty reaction we heard from that side. And now when that side is asked, 
the president of the United States says he wants to get rid of the Constitution, would you still vote for him? Yeah, sure. Yeah, no problem. But why? Well, he says a lot of things. I mean, that dismissiveness is almost beyond the pale. And it goes to I, it goes to that thing that I told you that my friend Scotty and I were talking about early this morning, how to be self-aware. Don't, don't you hear yourself? Can't you look in a mirror and say, I remember when I once was mad that Barack Obama wouldn't wear a pin, but now I'm okay that because it's my guy or my party that he wants to get rid of the Constitution. How, how do you... How do you justify that? How do we do that? And we're all, I do it, okay? I do it. We all do it. We're living in a time where we're so siloed that we believe our own bullshit. This guy is buying his own bullshit. It's amazing. I mean, the, the mantra, the mantra for Republicans is the Constitution. We're for the Constitution. We are constitutionalists. Look, don't believe me. Here, take a listen to this. Take a listen, take, take a listen to this video. Uh, Democrats, their compliant lapdog stenographers and the mob and the media, they are now willing to shred the Constitution. I couldn't have imagined that we come to this situation where these people who are leaders of the op opposing party would just tear up the Constitution. This is the ongoing pattern and practice of trying to, to basically shred the Constitution. The left has always looked down on America. They want to tear up the Constitution, overturn it and rewrite it. They're going to tear up the Constitution, and that's horrible that they would think that way, but when their guy thinks that way, he literally says he wants to tear up the Constitution. <laughs> he literally is saying he wants to tear up the Constitution, and what do they do? Well, he says a lot of things. <sighs> Scotty Mavic joining us now. The man, Scotty. What's going on, man? You call it self-aware. I, I I guess that's what it is. And by the way, let yeah. me just be fair one more time about this. You know, while the Democrats, all my Democratic friends say the Republicans were monsters for pushing the Iraq war down our throats. And as we later found out, why did we go in there and go after Saddam Hussein? Because now in hindsight, it doesn't make sense. And why did they keep us in these wars for 20 years in Afghanistan? And these were these were Democrats for the most part, very liberal people who I know who are my friends who come to me and say the Republicans did that. They're warmongers. These same Democrats, these same friends of mine are now coming to me saying we need to invade Russia. We need to go after Russia again. I mean, a little different, a little different, I know. But it's 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 that self-aware thing. It's like I almost want to stop him, Scotty, and say. Weren't you the guy who sat in my living room one day and we were drinking beer and you were going on and on about how the Republicans are warmongers? And now you're sitting there with this Ukraine flag in front of your house and you're telling me how we need to attack Russia and start World War Three because Rachel Maddow or whoever the hell you listen to on TV told you to say that. It's it's kind of the same thing. But this one is just more fun because it says <laughs> it's just ridiculous. These guys are being caught red handed with this hypocrisy. No. Uh, yeah, I think so. And I and I, I really think the self-awareness lies more on the citizen than on the politician. The politicians, I would say most of them, if not all, are self-aware and they know exactly what they're doing. They're they're defending their guy. 
And the people that need to be more self-aware, I think, are the people that vote for these politicians, that support these politicians, that even follow some of these politicians like an icon or, or whether you want to call it a cult or whatever. Uh, and what what you're seeing is gang mentality, this yes. is gang warfare that's happening. You have the Republicans, the Bloods, and you have the Democrats. And when they say something, that's what people follow in line. And unfortunately, when you see these politicians on the TV saying, well, maybe that's not what he meant or, oh, you know, this and that or the Democrats, they hate America. They hate the flag. They hate the Constitution. What's now happening is they're using these as talking points. But then the citizens, the pedestrians on the street that's being implanted in their heads. And now when I talk to my buddy who's a right winger, he thinks that I'm some freaking liberal kook that hates the Constitution. <laughs> and in the first chance I get, I'm going to roll up the, the American flag and smoke it up like. So here's that's, here's what I think we should do. I know a little bit about this because I've been a journalist yeah. all of my life and I've seen this side of the argument and that side of the argument. It's mostly left or right, but it's not always mm -hmm. left or right. Sometimes it involves right. other things. And it's it, you're right. It's that gang mentality, that silo mentality, whatever we want to yeah. call it. And, and we're experiencing that right now in this country. And it's bad. I mean, it's as bad as it's ever been. So I think there's a series of things that we probably need to figure out. One of them is figure out who you are outside of those silos. Mm -hmm. Figure mm -hmm. out who you are outside. What, what Nail down who you are. What are your personality traits? Everybody's a combination of good and bad, right? We need to figure out how do we define ourselves to make ourselves better? Not how do we define ourselves to fit a certain side? How mm -hmm. do we define ourselves to make ourselves better? And that means you ask yourself the questions about who you are. Am I funny? Yeah. Am I altruistic? Am I passionate? Am I aggressive? Or am I too effeminate? Or am I ill-willed? What, what is it about me that makes me who I am? See, if you study yourself in yeah. the context of who you are, you'll be better able to deal with questions without having to be trapped by groupthink. And, and that's mm. kind of what happens right now. So I, I, here's my first piece of advice. I don't know how you feel about this because I don't think we do this enough. Find out who you are before placing yourself with the values or ideologies of opinions of others. And by others, I mean the left, the right, the loonies, the this, the that, the greenies, whatever, whatever, whatever your group. There's nothing wrong with belonging to a group. Mm -hmm. But first figure who you are out before placing yourself in that group. Does that make sense? I couldn't agree with you more. Too many people just blindly join groups. Forget about politics. Any group. It could be a great group. It could be an amazing group that does amazing work. But people just will blindly follow these things, good or bad. Sometimes it's bad. Sometimes it's good. And I agree. Knowing who you are and having a set of values, understanding, you know, your type of person. I, like me, I know I can be aggressive. I know I can be abrasive at times. So especially when I'm dealing with people I care about or even for that matter, people I don't know, I, I try to tone it down a little bit sometimes, especially if it's a heated conversation about something. <clears throat> I try to put myself in almost in their position to understand where they're coming from as well which may be another step along there, come understanding where other people come from. But in order to do that, you first have to know yourself. Yeah. And I think that's really smart what you're doing, right? I think that I think that's what we all need to do. First, yeah. figure out who you are. And that means you have to step back in your life, figure out, 
a lot of stuff. And it's not unhealthy stuff. It's okay to think, well, I, I grew up as a Cuban kid in Hialeah, or I grew up as a, as a Vato, a Mexican guy in East LA, or I grew up as uh, an Irish dude in Boston, or I grew up as uh, a Southern dude in uh, Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Uh, you know, my mother tended to be real mean to me, but my dad was a softy. Whatever those things are, think about who you are and how you got to be who you are. And that'll kind of help you better determine why you think the way you do rather than, oh, I think the way that I do because I've joined this club that lives on MSNBC and they only give me liberal opinions. So I'm always going to espouse a liberal opinion on everything, no matter what it is. Just like Republicans right now will defend Trump because they have to defend Trump. That guy, yeah. you heard that guy, what he said. He says, I'll vote for him as long as he's got an R in front of his name. Whatever the yeah. Republican is, I'll vote for him. Even if the guy is Satan, <laughs> as long as he's See, got and, an and R and in that's front the of thing. his Repo- name, I'm going to vote for him, right? Politicians almost have to be absolutists, at least in their talking points, because they're trying to get messages across to the voters. But that's... Just what they're doing. The voters now are taking these ideas, are taking these messages, and are applying it onto day to day life on both sides. By the way, I'm not. Yeah, and, uh, and, I, I don't want to just. Is, that's what leads me to my second advice on this. I think your political orientation, right, your religious views, your sexual preferences, no matter how strongly you feel about, you know, your traits, we we all need to realize that those things are dynamic, mm-hmm. right? All of your opinions, opinions. Not necessarily your values. Your values you tend to keep for a longer period of time and sometimes for life. And principles are forever. Principles don't ever change. Principles are forever and you never change your principles. Your values last a long time. Your opinions, they can change. There's nothing wrong with change. You should be a dynamic human being. There were things I used to think that I no longer think. We Mm -hmm. all evolve. We have to. So that's number two. Number two is allow yourself the possibility of evolving and changing your opinions as you get conflicting views or more information. We don't do that either. And that is so important. And there's no way we could do it with our present media and political situation because America is just not geared for that right now, is it? Mm -mm. No, people believe their own silos, like you like to say. I mean, it's it's. If you're if you're presenting a fact to somebody with an opposing view, then your fact is fake. If you're sourcing your fact, then that source is fake. So it, it, there there is no budge there, and you kind of end up just banging your head against the wall, which then ends up creating more animosity towards each other and 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 more hatred, and, and eventually it kind of blows up, you know, in a metaphorical or hopefully not a physical sense. Yeah, I think that's a real big part of it. We, yeah. we are afraid to evolve. We are afraid to consider a different point of view. And I'm not quite sure why that is. What would be You know, wrong? you just said something also. It, it, again, I don't know if this is the, uh, uh, the causation of it, but there is, for whatever reason on the internet, a sense of a certain attitude among certain people. You have to be a man. You have to be an alpha. You have to be tough. You have to be strong. And... I feel like a lot of people might think by changing your opinion, especially if it's a strong opinion, well, now you're weak. What kind of man doesn't know what he's thinking? Or You know what I'm saying? I think that may play into a lot of it because if I've gone around now for the last six years saying Obama's from Kenya and he doesn't have a birth certificate, 
I'm never going to, now I'm going to look like an ass if I, if I have to oh, turn so around and say, what oh, you're no. what you're talking about is capriciousness. It's pride, right? It's pride. Yeah, it's that sense I think, of, so. I th I think no, that has I a lot to I do with it. I, I, I said that uh, Obama was uh, an infiltrator. He's not really even American. He doesn't think like American. He doesn't love America like I do. So now if I find out that, um, that, that Barack Obama went and did something, that shows he's probably one of the most true Americans out there because of this act. I'm not going to try and make up what it is, but, you know, he did something that makes me go, right. wow, what a great citizen. He really believes in America. I will. I can't give him that those props. Right. I can't give Correct. it to him because I'm stuck on stupid. Right. right. We all are. And, and it works the same other way. You can't give the criticism where the criticism is due. There's a lot of things that President Obama did that. Sucks. Deserves to be criticized. Yeah. That sucks. And, and there's some and, things and, that Trump did that were good. And we're good. And both yeah. sides can't admit those things because at the end of the day, again, and going back to what I just said a little bit ago was it's all about the vote. And, and, and if you're admitting that the other guy did something good, well, you're, pretend, you're potentially at least theoretically peeling votes off from that candidate and handing it off to somebody else. So I can't acknowledge that. Well, yeah, Trump, maybe he did 99 horrible things. But, you know, those four things he did that were great, they really were great. Or vice versa for Obama. So that's number three. So write this one down then, right? So the first one is figure out who you are. Who you are. Mm -hmm. Right? Number two is evolve. Evolve. Allow your yourself an oppor opportunity to evolve. And number three is what, what you just said. This is a really important rule for all of us if we want to try and become better people, happier people, and better Americans is let go of the past you. Let go of the past you. You're, you're, you know, you're, whatever your previous choices were, whatever behavior you chose, uh, you know, what, no matter how impactful it may have been when you were in junior high or in high school or in college or in your first marriage or your third marriage, that doesn't define you. Mm. That does not define you. It shouldn't define you. It, it shouldn't, shouldn't define, define you. Because too many people allow those things to define them. Correct. And, and it shouldn't. It should absolutely not. I, I, I'm obviously happily married. I'm 39 years old. But I have a lot of friends now that are in their late 30s, early 40s that are dating and they constantly tell me the same thing. All these people I'm trying to date, they have so much baggage, <laughs> whether it be from a last relationship or something that happened to them in middle school, like you said, or things like that. But they're finding these things and I constantly keep hearing this and I keep thinking like, well, why even my friends have baggage. Just let it go. You I know, understand this girl hurt you. Doesn't mean every girl is going to hurt you. I understand this guy was an asshole. Doesn't mean every guy's an asshole. Again, I don't want to say let things go because I don't want to sound like just dismiss it. Don't forget things. Use it as a lesson, but don't let it drag you down. Let Don't let it hold you down. I did an interview last night, and ugh, lately I've been doing a lot of interviews. Yesterday, I, I spent three hours yesterday being interviewed, and the requests come in all the time lately. Uh, the, you know, drive time radio in St. Louis, um, I did another interview yesterday that was for 30 minutes. I even forgot what it was. What was that, Jerry? What was the, uh, I, oh yeah, I did. Well, yeah, I did. Can we please talk? Which is fantastic because yeah, because can we please talk is an interview on Agua Media. Can we please talk is a podcast that you could listen to here on Agua Media. And I got to tell you, it's done with Mike Leon and he is brilliant. 
He is a brilliant. I I love the way his mind works, his journalistic. Even Scotty thinks he's really smart. You know, Scotty Mm -hmm. hates everybody. So I do. It's true. Kidding. It's a good baseline to start with with everybody. If you hate everybody equally, you then, know, then you, then you can always come back. Yeah, <laughs> that's let's not right. make that a rule. No hating. No, that's not a rule. Um, that's tongue in cheek. No, but 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 it, when it comes to um, don't live in the past, which is our third rule, don't live in the past, right? Don't live in the past. Boy, I did an interview yesterday that I got to tell you about. It was with a very popular podcast called tinfoil hats and it's a they do interviews with people who have strong opinions oftentimes about conspiratorial things i hate using the word conspiratorial because it immediately assigns the person who's saying it to being crazy or wrong and not everybody who has a conspiratorial idea is saying something which is necessarily negative or conspiratorial for example One of the things that I consider one of my conspiracies is during, and I've said this many times, during Katrina, the media made a choice to make the people who were the victims of that hurricane into criminals. They criminalized them. They made them all bad people. They made them thugs. And they did it by bringing in war correspondents to cover the story like they were covering a battle zone rather than covering the story with compassion of people who had lost their homes and their family members who had died. I mean, CNN sent in war correspondents. And I've always thought that that story reached the level of a conspiracy. How can the media do that Mm. to Americans and get away with it? Well, they did because it always happens that way, unfortunately. And, And that's not necessarily something that makes me crazy for saying that. I saw it. I watched that happen. So that that's one of those important things that, you know, we talked about last night on that uh, that podcast called Tinfoil Hat that you should check out because it's a good podcast. But here's the thing, Scotty. When the guy started first talking to me, Sam, the host, the first thing he says is, do you mind if we talk about you? And I said, well, no, of course, you know, you know, just do a Google search on Rick Sanchez. Mostly <laughs> all you'll read is bad things anyway. So I get it. But he wanted to talk about my being fired by CNN, mm. the whole, con- you know, the whole controversy. And and I, of course, you know how I am. I'm very transparent. Right. I don't talk to anybody about anything. Yeah. So we had a long conversation about it. I told him what my feelings were, how I went through it. I mean, this this is now 20 years ago, it seems. I mean, it was a long time ago, but it was a foundational part of my life. And it's in many ways still a foundational part of what many people think of me. So he asked me about it, and we must have had a 35-minute conversation about it. And when I was done, and as we were discussing it, there was a little part of me that kept thinking, why do I keep talking about this? I'm so much more than that now. I've evolved so much more beyond that Rick Sanchez. And when people talk about it, it takes me back to certain prejudices, certain thoughts, certain ideas, certain values that I had that I no longer value. So Mm. I I am living proof that you need to get past yourself. You know, you need to get past yourself. Even just thinking about what you said a moment ago about CNN, as an organization, not putting the blame on any one individual because I don't know that there is that one person at the top saying, you cover that and make sure you call him a thug, not a a victim. I, I don't know if there is that, 
But so far, just the three things that you gave us, who you are, evolve, and let go of the past, all three of those steps could have helped CNN as a whole during Katrina. Yep. If you're sending in war correspondents who may be great correspondents during high tense and dangerous situations, they need to let go of the fact that there's not bullets flying over them and there's not any enemies here. They need to let go of that. They need to evolve and they need to know who they are. You need to understand that, hey, man, you know what? I grew up in the 60s. I might have a bias against certain people. I need to recognize that I have that unfair bias against these people because of different times that we lived in. Now I'm going to be covering these same exact people. I can't use that bias against them or it will sound horrible. Yeah. And unfortunately, it doesn't seem like those three steps had materialized with any of the people, at least on TV, let alone the people behind the scenes giving the instructions, producers and up through the admin. But just these three steps alone, as you were talking to me about CNN, I was like, man, these three steps could have helped them. Well, and I think this is perhaps the most important now. And this mm -hmm. is the one that we have to talk about because this will help you and it'll help me. And it has everything to do with why America is where it is right now. This, this fourth lesson in this uh, group of lessons about how we as Americans can become less siloed and how we individually can feel better about ourselves, th th this may be the one that's the most important. This is the one where the rubber really meets the road. And it has to do with uh, five simple words. Take responsibility for your life. Take responsibility for your life. Mm. The people who love Trump and hate Biden, hate Biden or love Trump or vice versa. You can turn that around. L love Biden and hate Trump. Many times their reasoning has less to do with either Biden or Trump or more to do with their situation. They are unemployed. They are divorced. They don't make enough money. They are bored. They are angry at their neighbor. They, uh, fill it in yourself. We could go on and on. We could, we could be here all day. There, there are so many people in our country right now. And by the way, in many ways, they're right to be angry. If you're a worker in America right now, you haven't seen a wage increase cumulative to what is happening on Wall Street and with CEOs, for example. Yeah. In 45 years, Americans have been making less and less and less money, and they feel angry. And instead of saying, I'm not making enough money, what can I do to create a situation where I can? They say, oh, that politician, Biden, yeah. that politician, DeSantis, that politician, Trump, just told me he understands my problem and is going to fix it for me if I vote for him. <laughs> and it's like, no, 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 no. He ain't going to fix shit. The only way that you're going to be able to help yourself and lose that anger and that frustration and that silo you live in is to take responsibility for your own life. Mm -hmm. And that may be the most important lesson for all Americans at this point, no? Yeah, I mean, because even a lot of things, a lot of times things will happen to you that aren't your fault. You may get in a car accident, God forbid, and now you're stuck with the litigation and all these other things that are happening and lawyer fees and all this other stuff. You may lose your job. 
And now, and because you were living check to check, you don't know how you're going to put food on your table the next day. Yeah. Those things may be out of your control, but now where do you take responsibility in those things? Your attitude, your attitude. Okay. So I, I lost my job. Am I going to go to the bar and hit the bottle? Am I going to go buy a bag from somebody and, and, and drown in sorrows? <laughs> or, or, or is my attitude going to be that saying, okay, that was a bump in the road. What can I do next? I'm taking responsibility, not just for my actions, but things that affect me because these actions that affect me aren't always my fault personally, yeah. but I can take ownership of these things. And a lot of times people don't do that. They rather, like you said, blame a politician, blame this guy, blame this group of people. Blame no, but that. listen, you know, they're manipulated too. It's, I mis tell but you, it's, misplaced, media, it's misplaced. Yes, the, the, the yes, media yes. and the politicians are really good at doing that for you. I mean, but, Trump, but see, Trump is a genius. I'm sorry. You may hate yes. him, but he is a freaking genius. He can make you think that he, a guy who was essentially born into $400 million because that's how much apparently his daddy's business was worth when, when, when he died and yeah. Trump essentially inherited. So Trump started his career with $400 million. That guy is going to make you feel like he understands what it's like for you who are ba barely making minimum wage and has lost a job twice this year. And, and you're going to go, oh, yeah, that's the guy. I mean, come on. Um, and I can say the same thing about Barack Obama. Barack Obama, a guy who was basically a politician most of his life, never really had a real job and essentially was a community organizer, which is a very nice thing, by the way. I admire mm -hmm. that. I also admire some of the successes that Donald Trump has had. I play on his golf course here at Doral. It's an amazing golf course. He does a good job. So, But the idea that we buy into anybody's bullshit rather yeah. than try and focus on our own BS is it's it, again it's the same as the people who watch msnbc and buy and, and the victimization is, is, there right or, yes, or and this is what this is why i agree with you about the responsibility and where people need to take responsibility because before we had this podcast and before I, I left probably terrestrial radio even i used to get in arguments with people and they'd be like you know the damn media and, and this guy and that guy and i would say to them just turn off the channel then yeah. Don't leave Fox News on your cable TV 24 hours a day. Don't leave MSNBC on 24 hours a day. Don't do the first thing you do in the morning is open up Twitter or open up the Washington Post and start reading all these horrible stories because it's going to put you in a place mentally and that's going to that's going to change who you are as a person. Take the responsibility to understand what kind of person you're becoming, that self-awareness like you talked about, you know, the who you are, and take that responsibility of backing off the media a little bit. Stop listening to the the politicians as much, and, and and maybe even take the extra step and read a bill. You know, read a law, read these things that then you will truly understand what's happening, not what these talking heads are telling you that are driving you crazy because they want to divide us. I mean, I mean, whether or not they do it intentionally, they profit off of it. Yeah, and and I think that's really really a big part of it. Um, and 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 I think that's why I like to focus a lot of our shows on, on this. I mean, it's essentially how to figure things out when all the forces are working against you to figure it out. I mean, you make such a good point, uh, Scotty, when you said that self-awareness is probably one of the most lacking things in America yeah. right now. I mean, you're, yeah. you're, you're so right. I not mean, an accountability, but yeah, self-awareness. I think the two kind of tie together. We're just not self-aware and we put everything yeah. on everything else. But uh, but but here, to be fair now, uh, to because I always say love and forgiveness are the two most important qualities, right? And right. forgiveness in this case is we, we need to like be able to forgive ourselves from being somewhat stupid in that sense because 
man, it's hard not to be. Think about the fact that you are now being fed algorithms that know that if one day you happen to wake up and you believe in whatever it is you believe, and you go to YouTube and you type in, this is what I believe, whatever it is, you know, I believe in, um, in, um, devil people, you're going to get five more videos on devil people. I, you know what? You're a hundred percent right because as a producer, I'm constantly having to, not just for this job, but for other jobs I've had in the past, I've had to search some wacky stuff. Did you know birds aren't real, Rick? Do you know right. they're really robots that are all spying on us? <laughs> I did a story about that once, and I had to pull some audio and some video of people talking about that stuff. Now, all of a sudden, I'm, I, I, on my YouTube, it's popping up, the birds are watching you. Don't trust the bird. It's like, holy crap, people yeah. actually believe this stuff. No, no. But like you, you just right. said, the minute you get stuck in the algorithm, it's like, I, I, it reminds me of in, in elementary school when they'd say, you know, if you don't behave, this is going to go on your personal record and it's going to follow you for the rest of your life. And you'd be like, oh, no, please. This is what's really happening now. There's really a personal record somewhere that follows you around. Yeah, look, I'm sorry, but we've now gotten to the point where big data, right? Big data, or some people say data. Um, is there to basically manifest all your tendencies and throw them back yeah. at you. So if yep. you go in liking Trump, by the time with your with, with, by the time they're done with you, you're going to be charging the U.S. Congress on his behalf because you love him that much more than you did before you started. And it could have started as just a general curiosity. Hey, who is this Trump guy? Never heard of him. Oh my God! Three months later. You believe that Trump is Jesus Christ, same as Biden, same as uh, whatever it is that your opinion is on whatever your opinion is. It it so between the TV stations who today yeah. will lock into you because you watch them and they know that you are a Republican, so they're only going to feed you Republican talking points, or Rachel Maddow and Chris Hayes and the guys on MSNBC who will only feed you Democratic talking points. Or turning on your laptop, opening it up and going to any website or going to YouTube or going on Facebook, et cetera. And the algorithms are only going to feed you what you what they think you want to hear so that they can continue to make you hear the same thing over again. If you don't turn that off or at least try to control it somewhat, you will not be able to fulfill you you will Correct. not. All these things we'll talk about. The first rule is, who are you? You will not know who you are. The second one is evolve. You will not be able to evolve. Nope. The third one is don't live in the past. You're going to live in the past because that's all you're going to have as a recollection. Over the story you heard yesterday. <laughs> right. You're going to be in that uh, Groundhog Day movie. And finally, <laughs> you'll never be able to take responsibility for yourself. Mm -hmm. Just won't. Mm -hmm. Nope. That's nope. the lesson. Uh, can I give... Here's how I would deal with all this at the end of the day. And, and, and this is a lesson that, again, I've learned from the restaurant industry. This is one thing that I learned at a young age working in the restaurants. Uh -huh. Always try to treat people like you'd want your mother to be treated, like you'd want your grandmother to be treated, like you'd want your little sister to be treated. Hmm. Try to carry that same respect, at least initially with people. I, I, now, I get it. People could be assholes. They can say things to you and, and you know, you don't want to sit there and take things on the chin constantly, but treat people with the, at least a level of respect that you would expect that your family deserves. And that's how I used to serve. That's how we used to treat people in our restaurant that I worked in hmm. was when you're cooking a dish, 
ah, crap, I got to uh, I gotta make another anchovy pizza. Oh, I don't want to touch the anchovy. He's going to slop it on there. And No, because then that person that's going to get that pizza is going to be like, what the hell is this crap? Yeah. You take care of it. You take pride in it. Like you're giving it to your own parents. Yeah. And, and I don't know, man. Sometimes the universe has an interesting, advice, I, I think the interesting, the universe has an interesting way of returning what you put out there sometimes. Not always. It's not a guarantee. But if you put out there that type of attitude towards people, you know, at, at least like in my it. experience, that's what you get back. See, that's why I like talking to you. You always give me good ideas. It's good to have a friend that gives you good ideas. And, you know, sometimes you're still full of crap. But oh, yeah. I like you. So, <laughs> <laughs> and with that said, he is Scotty Bendick and I am Rick Sanchez. And this is the Rick Sanchez podcast. And we have these conversations because we all need to grow, including me and including Scotty and including you. And I think sometimes by using real life examples of things, we get better. The Rick Sanchez podcast is a part of Agua Media. You can go to aguamedia.com to see more of the podcasts that we're doing and will soon be doing as we grow and grow and grow. And you could always see us, well, anywhere because we're on Spotify and, you know, we're ubiquitous. We're on Apple and all those other places. And if you happen to see some of these videos on the YouTube thing, which usually you won't because the algorithms aren't friendly to us or certainly to me. But if you do catch one, you know what? Do me a favor subscribe hey there you go i'm rick sanchez we'll see you all and i we, now a little bit of spanish ready dale andale y vamos con todo Agua.